Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Jennifer, who says, how do I help my kids 10 and 12 get rid of all the stuff capitalized? We have so many toys and books and cardboard creations. They want to keep everything everything. I've tried getting them involved in picking out stuff to donate to the less fortunate. They flat out refuse. I'm a single mom, by the way, and their dad has a similar personality. Not sure if this is an inherited trait, question mark. He collects so much stuff. I had to throw out his old cassette tapes that he left in my basement a year after he moved out in 2019, period, cassette tapes, period. Jennifer, I am dealing with such a similar thing. I am the person in my household who does not want the stuff. Tip one, eliminate the source. And by this, I mean, especially when I hear cardboard projects, school projects come home, I take a picture of them and I throw them away. It is not a question. If it's a birdhouse or something where it's usable, I will hang it outside. If it is not a usable item and it is a collectible, I, you heard me, put it in the trash. I will take a picture of it. If people want to record the beloved memory, we just did island projects at school, which is something that happens at my kid's school in third grade, where you make a huge island and it's a multi-week project and you learn about all the forms and you make the island and then it comes home on poster board and it involved a lot of work and you know where it goes? In the trash. I take a picture of it and I throw it away because I think you have to be very firm about like, do I really want this island project in my house for the next five years? The answer is no, you don't. And there are many apps that you can look up where for keepsakes, for digital keepsakes, take a picture of it. You can store it. You can have a thousand pictures of the projects in your house, but I want you to work on getting rid of the things as they come in the door. This also goes for things like Christmas time. Like maybe we don't need 80 collector's figures and stuffies and loveys shaped like Santa that like keep an eye as stuff comes in the door. What do I not want to see for the next five years? If you have kids who are prone to this. Next, I'm going to give you a lesson called the great flea outbreak of my house. We recently had fleas and we had to bag everything up and uh, it was horrible, but it did give us the gift of bagging up every stuffy in the house. And let me tell you, as I bagged them up, I found a separate bag called junk stuffies that like these little tiny things that I know they don't really know are in the house anymore. You know, the alligator from the trip to the swamp in Florida four years ago, he goes in the donate bag. And so... 
I think it's fine to call stuff out and not draw attention to the fact that you're getting rid of it because they don't know everything that's in the house. They don't know the millions of books. I kept two books, two board books from when my kids were little that I remember very fondly. One was called Googly Farm. It's an adorable book if you have a little baby. And the other one is, I think, like, guess how much I love you that their grandma had inscribed to them. Fine. But you can call some stuff out when they're not looking. I wouldn't recommend like throwing away a beloved collection of things while they're at school. That's not going to go great. But it is fine to have a rule around collections that everyone is allowed to collections. Therefore, if you collect cassette tapes, you're not allowed to collect Fortnite figures and also Toy Story toys. So like everyone can have a collection of things. They can have two collections of things. And you may have to just lay down the law and put up with some crying about it. I mean, everyone has the mythic story where their mom threw out their baseball collection that would have been worth millions. Listen, it's not worth millions if your life is a nightmare and you're living among piles and piles of stuff. And so I think it's okay to be the bad guy a little bit. I lay down the law on this stuff. You can get rid of If you want a bin of cars, you have to get rid of half of them or I'll get rid of half of them or I'll sort of throw them out as we go. The ones with broken wheels or whatever. I go through the house probably once a month and do a pretty deep clean and half the stuff goes. And it's a fine line. I think if you over involve your kids, the answer is nothing. Nothing's allowed to go. And If you don't involve your kids at all, you can throw out beloved things, but I think you have a pretty good sense of it. I don't always offer the option of it's okay to say no. So I'll go up and say, we're going through the stuffies collection today and a third of it has to go. And so make good decisions. Do you want to keep it or donate it? Those are your two choices. And Yes, it's fraught, but your kid doesn't want 300 stuffies. They really don't want that many stuffed animals in their room. And I mean, they do, they want it, but it's a mess. It just causes so much mess. So I have become, the farther I've gone into living with five people during a pandemic, much more vigilant about like everything must go. I stop it at the source. I limit the number of collections everyone is able to have. And then I am pretty strident about like, it's everything must go time. And so if you can't make decisions, I will make them for you and we will get rid of some of this stuff. And I listened to your husband's example of the cassette tape. My husband has a lot of this. My husband was a teacher many years ago, more than a decade ago. And, you know, we had collections of letters written to him from his students. I understand that there's an attachment to those things. Take a picture of it. They're getting thrown away. I did it with my spouse and I'll do it with my kids. I understand that you like this picture you drew. We'll take a picture of it and then we'll throw it away. And if it is the absolute must-have item of your life, I will let you have that, but you do not have 3,000 absolute must-have items of your life in this house, and choices must be made. Jennifer, I have your back on this one. Let's start getting rid of some of that stuff because it is making your life more difficult, and I won't have it. I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask it on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash whatfreshhellcast, or you can send it into questions at whatfreshhell.com. And you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. 
two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.